Jason, his wife Katie, serve uh, on the team at Petersham AOG. I said this morning, it's a church that's been there for 92 years in Sydney. You know, that's a long time for a church to have its, its stake in the ground and saying we're going to preach the gospel here. It's one of the earliest ACC churches or Assemblies of God churches in our nation. And um, he serves on staff there. He also works in Youth Alive with my brother. So keep praying for Jace. He needs lots of prayer for that. Anyone that works with my brother needs loads of prayer. And um, he's a great friend. He's a great man of God. He's got lots of faith and lots to share with us tonight. So why don't we give him a great real life welcome. Stand and welcome as he comes to share the word tonight. Come on, let's really give it up for our senior pastor, the original Lottie. Come on, we love you, mate. And can we make some noise for Jesus Christ in the building? He's the one that we're here for. We love you, Lord. Amazing, you can take your seat. Well, it's so good to be here. Before I start, I just want to honor your senior pastors, Pastor Lottie and Pastor Lauren. Aren't they amazing leaders, right? Come on, let's really honor them this morning. And we're so grateful for you guys. I know she's not here, um, and so, but man, we've just been able to spend a, a bit of time with these guys, and they're just a great voice into mine and Katie's life. And man, you guys are blessed to have great leaders like that. The original, the OG Lottie, right? None of this slotty business. Slotty as in Stephen Lottie, for that, that, that could have come across uh, inappropriate, I apologize. Um, Stephen Lottie, he's uh, Lottie's little brother and uh, he's, he's a privilege to work with. He pretty much just makes me shiny shoes for him and uh, that's about it. So um, no, we obviously do more than that. But anyway, it is, it is honestly a privilege to be here this morning. Are you guys ready for the word? Who was here this morning? Any, anyone was here this morning? Okay, a few hands. So you guys might have to put up with some photos of what I... Is that okay? Is that okay, morning people? Now, um, I did hear, word on the street in Maitland, uh, word on the street in Maitland is, uh, is that the PM service is the better looking service. Is, is that true? I mean, don't back yourselves too much, right? Come on, is that the truth? This is the better look at service. Also heard that this was the loudest service. Is that right as well? So come on, hey, let me know if you're alive. If I'm preaching to you this morning, uh, this evening, sorry, I'm like out of it. I'm, I'm so, I'm, I'm tired. It's the, it's the time change from Sydney to the, I'm joking. There is no time change. Um, it's just tired from having a child. And so uh, um, anyway, I'm going to preach this morning. Just let me know that you're alive, okay? I come from a brown house. For those of you didn't really pick that up. And, uh, and so in a brown house, it's a very loud house. And so you need to make me feel at home, if that's okay. So can, can this become a brown house this morning? Tonight, the time change, right? Come on, can we make this a brown house tonight? Is that all right? Okay, fantastic. And so, um, so just let me know if you guys are alive out there. Um, look, my wife, she couldn't be here because my baby just threw a sickie, right? Just literally in the afternoon. And uh, she was just crying and whinging. And so I apologize that she's not here. She sends her love to you guys. Um, but I do have a photo of my wife, so you know who I'm talking about. This is my wife on our, uh, me and my wife on our wedding day. We're going to put that up on the screen. Bang. Bang, bang, bang. Everyone, let's say Josh. Uh, Josh, no, okay, that's all right. That'll come up eventually. Josh is like, oh my gosh, where'd the file go? There it is. We're going to put it up right. <laughs> bang, there it is. Thank you, mate. Thank you, mate. There you go. That's, that's me and my wife on our wedding day. Look how emotional I look. Isn't that just 
Fantastic. Okay. Uh, and so that's, that's us and our wedding day. Uh, in fact, it all started a long, long time ago. This relationship blossomed from this. Let's put this up. There you go. Wow. Look at that. Isn't that... I really love your church, man. Normally, I, I go places and I, I put that photo up and everyone laughs at me. Like, that's normally the response. But you guys just have so much... Com- was that compassion or was that, oh, that's cute? Was that, it's cute? It's cute. Okay, cool. I'll take that. Thank you. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's just me looking like the freshest little curry of all time. And, uh, and so uh, I was telling the morning service that, that that's Katie's compassion lean. You know what I mean? I was so short. She's like giving me a compassion lean, like, it's okay. You're so small. And, uh, and so that's, that's us. And, um, and in fact, as you can tell from the photo, she's, she's very clearly white chocolate. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying, right? Someone gets what I'm saying. Uh, and so she's very clearly white chocolate. I'm obviously not white chocolate. I would like to be called uh, milk chocolate. And together we make a caramello kid. And uh, this is my daughter. Um, that's her gorgeous hay. Like, like, as in I need to be investing in, into a gun license type situation, which I'll be doing. It's actually, can I, can I get real for a second? Um, I've, got, I've, got a, I've got beef. I've got beef with Jordan. Where's Jordan at? As in your son, Jordan. Because he's got, right, here he is, here. Yeah. I saw you holding hands with my daughter, is that right? Okay, I just want to know, I just want to know how much is the dowry, huh? Okay, all right, we'll talk about it later. Uh, and so <laughs> that's, that's my daughter, and uh, I'm just letting you know, the only man in her life is me, okay, Jordan, is me, is daddy. And so uh, anyway, that's my beautiful daughter. And, uh, and also coming up in December is this. Yeah, that's another child, for those of you who couldn't pick it. Uh, and, uh, and so anyway, we got another one due out, and so we're really excited. We're going to be a family of four, which is like a real family, and, uh, and so we're really looking for it. All the parents said, amen. Is that true? Um, and so wait, you guys have like 75 kids, and so, well, compared anyway. Um, and so you guys are just being fruitful and multiplying, like me. And, uh, and so that's good. Hey, can we also just make some noise for your youth pastors, uh, Pastor Josh and Pastor Pip? They're amazing leaders. And um, is everything all right, guys? You guys are on the other, other end of the row. Everything all right? Is this? And Hayden, of course, Hayden, right in the middle. Just the third wheel of doom. The third wheel of doom. Come on, Hayden. That's cute to sit in the front row. I'm, I'm joking. Um, anyway, it is good to be here. Man, had so much fun with your youth ministry on the weekend and uh, this morning. But I, I really believe that God wants to speak to you this tonight. Tonight, God really wants to speak into your hearts and in our lives. And we're going to have a moment to kind of have some ministry time at the end as well. But I, I really believe in my heart of hearts that God wants to move. Is that okay? So come on. Are you ready for the word? Yeah. Fantastic. Four of you guys. Are, come on. Are you ready for the word tonight? Awesome. If you have your Bible, I want you to turn with me to Luke chapter 10. We're going to go from verse 38. If you didn't bring your Bible, that's okay. We've got a really big Bible on the back. Uh, you can have a look at that. Luke 10 verse 38. Was that, was, was that a baby laughing at my joke or was that crying? Oh, man, I was so cl- Okay, that's crying for sure. Okay, I was like, I thought it was good too, but it's obviously not that good. I apologize, bro. Or ma'am. I don't know who it is. I can't see the lights. Uh, But that's okay. Luke chapter 10, verse 38. The Bible says this. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha. Everyone say Martha. Come on, everyone say Martha. Opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary. Everyone say Mary. We've got two sisters there. We've got Martha and Mary, right? Parents getting really creative, keeping the M thing on. Mary and Martha. The Bible says this, who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was 
distracted. Everyone say distracted. By all the preparation that had to be made, she came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Does anyone here have a sibling that does nothing around the house? Anyone had a sibling? All right, okay, thank you, Lucy, for that. Yeah, everyone's like, it's actually him. It's my husband. Right, I'm joking. Um, we, all have, we all have that sibling. So Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you were worried and upset about many things. I love this, but only... One thing. Everyone say one thing. Come on, everyone say one thing. But only one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. We've got Mary. We've got Martha. Martha's there in the kitchen cooking up, I don't know, tabbouleh, hummus, kebabs, the whole Middle Eastern feast, right? And there's Mary. Mary's just sitting there at the feet of Jesus. Jesus is in there in the lounge room telling stories. I mean, if Jesus came to your house, right? You're going to pull out the best. You're not just going to reheat a, a McCain's pizza, right? You know what I'm saying? I mean, Jesus is in the house. You're going to cook him your best thing. You're going you're gonna to make the best food. You're going to pull out the best furniture. You're going to take the, you know, the glad wrap off the lounge chairs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, the truth is coming out, right? I mean, we're going to make sure the house is prepped. Everything's going to look good. I mean, Jesus is in the house. And so Martha's there serving Jesus, cooking up a meal, making sure all the preparations are done. But Mary, the lazy sister, is sitting there at the feet of Jesus just waiting. And Jesus says this really profound thing. Martha walks in and says, hey, Jesus, tell Mary to get off her and and get her in the kitchen to help me. And, And Jesus turns around and says this really profound thing. He says, actually, you know what? Mary's actually chosen the one thing that's better. The one thing that's needed. I didn't need you. I didn't need the food. I didn't need the house. I didn't need the furniture. The one thing that was needed, Mary has actually chosen the one thing. And, and we got two people. We got Mary. We got Martha. And I really believe that those are two different pe- types of people that we can actually relate to. And so the title of a message, if you're writing down notes, I hope you are. The title of the message is this, Wingers and Worshippers. Wingers and Worshippers. Is that okay? Can I preach from that? tonight. Winters and worshipers, let me pray. Father God, I thank you, Lord, for your word. Lord, as we unpack it this, this evening, God, I pray that you would speak to us. God, that you'd speak in our hearts. And Lord, we might have walked in one way, but God, you have a plan for us. And you plan, God, for us to walk out completely changed. And so, God, I pray tonight, God, that you would speak to us, that you would challenge us, convict us, God. Let us hear your word this evening. And God, let us be changed by your word this evening. In Jesus' mighty name, everyone said, Amen. Come on, everyone said, Amen. please let me know you're alive out there. All right. So me and my wife, Katie, we obviously weren't always married. Uh, I mean, we knew each other from high school. And can I tell you the story about how we got engaged? Is that okay? Fellas, this is probably, you need to open up a new note and take some notes down because uh, this was pretty romantic. Okay. I'm just, I'm just saying, all right. Uh, and so what happened was uh, when, when I was 18, right, Katie had taken me on my first plane trip since I was, I was a baby. I had my first plane, plane trip when I was about one. And Katie was like, you know what? You need to get on a plane. It's going to be awesome. So when we were 18, right? Is this, is this all right? Like, is this cool? Uh, so she takes me on my first plane trip. And it was awesome. We literally spent a day on the Gold Coast, right? Where we flew up on the first flight. Where we came back on the last flight. And we had this awesome day, like, on the Gold Coast, on this plane ride, it was, it was the best day. And uh, I hope it's okay. I know there are kids in the house. But that was where we had our first kiss. So is that it? Can I say that? Okay, cool. I was like, all right, kids, just letting you know. Just go and ask mommy and daddy 
how you guys got here, okay? Just ask them. I'm just, say, I'm just saying, it's just a part of life. It's not my fault that the kids are in the service. Uh, and so, <laughs> God damn it, like, and, um, and so we, that's where we had our first kiss, right? And so it was, it was it, I don't know, Jordan's like, oh, yuck. I actually like the way you think because you were holding my daughter's hand. That's cool. Kisses are disgusting. Got my eye on you, bro. <laughs> and, um, and so we had our first kiss there. It was like sunset. It was on a beach. It, it was just this amazing kind of moment. And fast forward four and a half years, I actually flew her back to the Gold Coast, right? Found the same spot that we had our first kiss. Fellas, take some notes, all right? Same spot, exact same spot. We rolled out this red carpet. I had rose petals on there. There was like little candles on the side. I had a guitar in my hand. I didn't know how to play it, but I had it. And uh, I got on one knee and I looked at her in the eyes. And as I sang her a song, I got on one knee and I just said, baby, I love you. Will you spend the rest of your life with me? And she kind of Filled, filled with tears in her eyes. She looked at me and she said, yes. And it was crazy because there was this guy who was standing next to us. It's like a homeless guy who was just standing there watching. And he was like, yes. I'm like, bro, you need to leave us alone right now. And, uh, and, and so he's kind of standing there watching this whole thing unfold. And uh, that's not even a lie. Like, I mean, he was literally just right there. And, uh, and so we kind of had this moment and it was awesome. And so we then kind of went, you know what, let's go celebrate. And so I booked her this nice place for dinner. And so we kind of walked over um, across, uh, across the park into this restaurant. And, uh, and at this restaurant, right, I want you to kind of understand this picture. So there was our table and obviously a waiter that came over. And so as we sat down, you know, you got to understand when something that big in your life happens, you got to let people know, correct? Right? So you get engaged, you start letting people know. So I kind of text my family, text my parents, my brothers, um, her brothers and sister, just our cousins and some of our close friends just saying, hey guys, just letting you know, we just got engaged. This is the best thing ever. And uh, everyone's kind of texting me back going, oh, my gosh, what happened? What did you do? How did you do it? And, and I'm like, oh, this is all. So my phone's just like over dinner, just going off, like just constant text messages coming through, right? And so I'm kind of sending it back. My mom's like, what did she say? And I'm like, she said yes. I wouldn't have told you otherwise, you know, like, of course. You know. And so like, this is a back and forth conversations. And so while we're sitting there for dinner, the waiter comes over and he stands there. He says, uh, hey, guys, uh, is there anything I can get you today? What, what, what would you like? And so I said, hey, man, could, could you give us another five minutes? We just got engaged and, and we're just kind of ha- letting everyone know that we got engaged and this is a really nice night for us. So you come back in 10 minutes, that'd be fantastic. So he kind of goes away, comes back 10 minutes later. He goes, hey, guys, is there anything I can do to get, get you anything? And I said, hey, man, look, just letting you know, we haven't had a chance to look at the menu. We just got engaged, and I'm just letting everyone know that we're having a good night. Can you please give us another 10 minutes? And he kind of walks off and does his thing, right? 10 minutes later, Katie kind of looks at me and says, Jace, put your phone down. We're out for dinner. And I said, Katie, just hang on a sec. I'm just letting everyone know we just got engaged, and I'm letting everyone know that we're having a good night. This is awesome, right? And so 10 minutes later... Waiter comes over, he walks up and he says, hey man, is there anything I can get you guys? Would you like some drinks? I said, hey dude, look, I'm really sorry. We haven't had a chance to, to have a look at the menu. I'm just letting everyone know that we got engaged and, uh, and we're having a really good night together. And so I'm really sorry. I haven't had a chance to look at it. Katie then says, Jace, just put the phone down. We're out for dinner. We're celebrating. We just got engaged. This is awesome. I'm like, Katie, I'm just letting everyone know we got engaged. This is a great night. Okay. I'm just like telling people how good tonight is, right? Uh, 10 minutes later, he comes over, says the exact same thing. What can I do to help you? What can I get for you? I said, look, man, just leave us alone for a second. All right. I'm just letting everyone know that we got engaged. We're having a good night together. Just give us a break. Right. Katie says, Jason, put the phone down. I said, Katie, whoa, 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 hang 
hang on a second, I'm just letting everyone know we got engaged, we're having a good night together. And Katie said, Jace, I thought that this night was about us. And I said, Katie, I'm telling everyone that you and me are having the best night ever, and this is awesome, and this is fun, and this is exciting, and I just got to let the whole world know. Katie's like, wow, okay. I didn't know what I was getting myself into. I was like, pause, time out. And that moment, I, I realized for a second, my phone was going off. And here I was telling the whole world about this amazing relationship that was about to start, this amazing moment that I was having. And, and, and it dawned on me. I think that is a picture of how we are sometimes. We can get so caught up with our problems that we forget about presence. I want you to catch that today. We can get so caught up with our problems that we forget about presence. I mean, the whole point of why I was out for dinner was not so I could have a good dinner. I was out because I was about to marry the person of my dreams, the girl of my dreams, the love of my life. It was actually about presence, but I was so caught up with the problem. I was so caught up with the text message. I was so caught up with the phone. I was so caught up with getting back to people that I totally forgot about presence. Isn't that the picture of us today? We get so caught up with life. We get so caught up with work. We get so caught up with family. We get so caught up with career. Am I preaching to someone today, right? We get so caught up with with study. We get so caught up with uni. We get so caught up with everything that's going on in our world. And all of these things are important. But I want to tell you today, don't let your problems take the place of His presence. Don't let the stuff that you're going through take the place of the presence of God. Don't let your problems take the place of God's presence. We need to be a people that are in the presence of God. I love that picture because Jesus was not concerned about what Martha was doing. He was more concerned about what Mary was doing. Not concerned with the problems, but concerned with the presence. And so today, I want to share a a quick thought about what it is to actually be in the presence of God. What does it mean for us to draw closer to God? Is that okay? Can we do that? And so here are some lessons that I've learned from this story of Mary and Martha. Number one, if you're taking down notes, I want you to write this down. The first thought is this, chase God and the rest will chase you. Thank you, Lottie, for the support. Come on, chase God and the rest will chase you. I love it. Matthew 6.33, the Bible says this. It says, seek first your workplace and all things will be added onto you. It's a great verse, right? doesn't say that. It says, seek first your marriage and everything else will be added on to you, right? No, no, it doesn't say that either. It says, seek first your kids and your family and all things. Well, no, it doesn't say that either. It says, seek first his kingdom and all things will be added on to you. We need to understand that there's power when we pursue God. When we actually put God first in our lives, you've got to understand work is important. I get it. Family's important. I get it. Your marriage is important. I get it. But can I just tell you this? If all of those things come before your God, then something's wrong. I'm so honored, honestly, to stand on this platform and preach to you today. But I want to tell you this. I actually didn't pursue the platform. What happened was I chased God and just found that everything else began to chase me that things began to fall into place. When we actually pursue God first, when we chase God first, everything else begins to fall into place. We need to be people that pursue God, people that chase God, and you'll find that the rest will chase you. If you're writing down notes, I want you to write this down. Distractions destroy destiny. Distractions destroy destiny. I, I love this. Martha, the Bible says Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. Isn't it interesting that we get so distracted? 
So, right, right. And anyone, I'm going to get so distracted with everything that's going on. Man, distracted with work that's happening, distracted with study, distracted with the kids, distracted with everything that's going on. But what Jesus is saying, he's teaching us a really interesting lesson. He's saying, hey, don't get so distracted with everything that's going on. Can I just even, even point out in this, in this um, passage, I mean, Martha was doing something for God. She was serving Jesus. And Jesus said, hey, it's not even about serving me. We can get distracted with ministry. We can get distracted with church and get distracted with all these things. How can we serve in this church if we're not even following our Jesus? You know what I've found? There, it's, it's so easy to love church, right? Because church gives us a lot of things that we love. Yeah, I mean, you walk into church and you feel so encouraged. You get a high five, you get a hug. You get encouraged. You get a great preacher in Lottie coming and sharing with you. And so you get a great word every single week. You know what else? A church allows you to be creative, right? If you play keyboard, if you know how to, I don't know, like twist things and press buttons and stuff. I mean, you, you have a place to serve, right? If you're, a, if you're a chef, you can serve in hospitality. If you're just great with people, you can serve on the connection team. I mean, there's so many. So church is such a great thing to be a part of, yet we get so connect, so so in love with church, we actually fall more in love with church than we are with Christ. Yeah, come on. It's a scary thought. Yeah. You know what I've noticed? There's many churchgoers, not many Christ followers. So many churchgoers, man. We love church. Our oh, church, I love it. It gives me the warm, fuzzy feelings. It gives me a group of people. It gives me a group of friends, aka my connect group, right? It gives me a group of people I can hang out with. It lets me feel loved. It lets me feel supported. It gives me all the services that I need. It gives me a nice lounge chair up the back. It's got mood lights. It gives me nice fairy light feelings. I mean, everything's so nice and everything's so right. Don't get me wrong. All of those things are important. But church cannot take the place of Christ. We need to be people that pursue Jesus before we pursue church. Pursue Jesus and in other areas before we pursue our workplace, before we pursue our family. Don't get me wrong. We need to fight for our family. We've got to fight for our church. We've got to fight for our workplace. Sometimes we've got to fight for our job. You know what? When you're studying, you've got to fight to do well with your studies. I get that. But I want to tell you something. Don't let those things take the place of the presence of God. Number one, chase God and the rest will chase you. Is this helping someone today? Number two, don't get so caught up in doing that you forget about being. I'll say that again so you can catch that. Don't get so caught up in doing that you forget about being. Let me explain that. We can get so caught up with what we are meant to do that we forget about who we're meant to be. We get so caught up with what we're meant to do that we forget about who we're meant to be. You know, it's crazy, right? We know how to do church. Now, I, I'm a pastor. I'm a leader. So, so let me talk church language for a second, right? So if you're new here, just, just give me a second. But, but we know how to do church, right? Two praise songs, two worship songs. Someone beautiful, a.k.a. Lottie, will come up, grab the mic, do a takeover. There might be like church news, some announcements. There might be some creative kind of moment, have a little bit of fun. Then they intro the speaker. The speaker gets up. He preaches or she preaches. And then there's, there's like a ministry time at the end. Then we run an altar call and then we leave and go home, right? Is that not church? Did I just say what happens, right? Week to week, church to church, that's exactly what goes down. Now, don't get me wrong. There's a reason why we do it that way. So we know how to do church. But here's the question. Are you the church? Who cares about doing church? 
when we're actually meant to be the church. That's just a service. Church is actually what happens out there. In Maitland, in Newcastle, in the Hunter region, that's actually what we're called to be. I mean, we know how to do worship, right? As soon as the praise songs come on, we just kind of hop around, right? We have a little bit of a, a, a pip to our step. Shout out to Pip, right? I, 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 mean, I, I mean, we know what to do, right? We jump around. As soon as the choruses come on, it's like, how great is our God? I mean, hands are up. We just know how to worship. We know how to do worship. We know all the right actions. We kind of carry the TV low, right? right? And then we've got the big fish. That's the, that's the second stage of worship, right? And then we've got the, and then we've got the AFL goals, right? Boom, right there. I mean, we, we, we know how to do worship. We know all the dance moves. We know all the songs. We know all that stuff. But here's the thing. We know how to do worship, but are you a worshiper? Man, I know how to do worship, but am I a worshiper in my heart and in my spirit? John 4, it says, God is seeking out. He's looking for those who worship Him in spirit and in truth. That is the worshiper. That I don't care about doing worship. I want to be a worshiper. I don't want to just do church. I want to be the church. I just don't want to talk about love. I want to be love to people. You understand what I'm saying? We get so caught up in doing we forget about being. Man, Martha was so caught up in the doing that she forgot about being. Do you, you know that there's a difference, right, between being present and presence? Let, let me explain it. Girls, can I talk to you for, for a second, right? There's, there's something. There's something about the football that girls just don't understand. I love you guys so much. You've got to understand. In fact, I love girls so much that I married one, right? And so I have my wife, and I love her to death. Who knows, fellas, that we can't function without our wives? Is that the truth? You're just two real men to admit it. Okay, uh, that's okay. But it's true, right? Without our wives, we're just, we're just a blob, right? We're just a mess. We don't know what's going on. So we love our wives. But girls, I don't know why this is, but when the football's on, we just go into something, I don't, I don't know, it's just like this glazed over state. You know what I mean? Like we can't function. I mean, we can't multitask in general, right? But when the football's on, it's like we can't function at all, right? We can't task. Not multitask, we just can't task. And so I, I, I'll never forget this moment. I was, I was watching the football, watching my mighty eels dominate fourth place this year in Jesus' name. We're taking number one spot next year. I believe it, Lord, please. A year of victory. It's, you know what? I'll be honest with you. It's just been too long. It's been like a decade of depression for Parramatta. So just please believe with me. Can I get an amen in the house? Thank you, mate. And so, yeah, Lottie. Nah, nah. Are you, are you a Knights fan? No, Panthers, of course. Okay, cool. Um, and so I'll never forget, I'm, I'm watching the footy, watching Parra play. And, uh, and, and while I'm watching, my wife walks into the room. Now, girls, let me give you some advice. If your husband is watching the football, they can't hear you. They love you. They care about you. They just can't hear you. Oh, I don't know. It's, it's not our fault. It's just like everything shuts off and we're just in the zone, right? And so Katie walks into the room. And as she walks into the room, she says, hey, Jason. And this is, to be honest, what it sounds like to me. It's like, hey, Jason. <laughs> and so I did what every good husband would do. I just nod my head and said, yes, dear. I love you too, right? And she kind of walked off and didn't really pay attention to it. She came back about 10 minutes later, a little bit more stressed out. And again, she just said, hey, Jason. And I was like, again, like what every good husband would do. I just nod my head and agree. Katie, the third time came in. This time, she's a little bit more physical, right? She's like, what are you doing? We needed to leave five minutes ago. And I was like, oh, 
I knew that. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and here's the thing. This is what I want you to catch today, right? We were literally in the same room, but I didn't hear a voice. Catch that today. We can literally get into the same room as God and still not hear his voice. We can be in the same room. I mean, we tick the box and we're like, you know what? We're at church and we keep turning up. I mean, we're present at church, but we're not in his presence. I mean, we're here at youth on a Friday night, but we're not actually present with God. We're we're present in the building, but we're not in his presence. I want to tell you today, God is not looking for your for you being present. No, God is looking for your presence. God is not looking for you to just tick a box and say, yeah, I'm here. God actually wants you. He wants your time. He wants your energy. He wants your life. He wants your resource. He wants you because he cares about you. He doesn't want a Martha that's doing all the preparations and caught up with everything that needs to be done. He wants to get caught up with the person who you are. Let's not be so caught up in doing that we forget about being. Is this helping someone today? Last thing is this. God actually prefers your presence over your performance. God prefers your presence over your performance. Can I actually get Josh? Josh, can you come up and just bring the Holy Spirit into the room with your beautiful, sweet melodies and guitar playing skills? Thank you, mate. God prefers your presence. Everyone say presence over your performance. Everyone say performance. You know what? The thing that God wants more than anything is just you. It doesn't matter about what you've done. Hear me out. It doesn't matter about what you've done. It doesn't matter what you've said. It doesn't matter what's been done to you, what's been said to you. God just wants you. You can come as you are. You don't have to look a certain way. You don't have to dress a certain way. You don't have to say the right things. You don't have to be the right person. God just wants you as you are. You know, I've found in my life that kids, they change everything, right? Parents, amen? Kids are crazy, man. I love my daughter so, so much. But there are times where it's like, compassion, are you, are you signing up children for sponsorship? Because I'm, I'm ready to send this one over, right? I mean, sometimes kids, they get it wrong. They say some of the craziest things. They do some of the crazy, I mean, I'll never forget the other week I walked into the house and there was my wife standing there saying to my daughter, no, like, like in a, in a, in a, like a fighting position, no. And my daughter had like this handful of spaghetti and baked beans in her hands. Like, first of all, what a disgusting combination. I probably would have thrown it at someone too, right? But I mean, that was in her hands and she was like about to lob it over Katie and Katie's like, no don't. And then I was like, yes. Katie's like, no. And then I literally just boom, launches this thing right over her head into this white wall, right? Bang, right across the wall. I'm like, are you kidding me? Is this what we signed up for with kids? All right. Kids are crazy. And, and never forget this one time, right? We got this video sent to us from our, from Katie's sister. Katie's sister has a son. He's three years old. And he was at church, and, and he, he kind of went to Sunday school that week. And they sent me this, this video, right? Cutest thing ever. And, and what happened was at that, that Sunday, he decided to give his life to Jesus at three years old. So cute, right? And so, so Katie gets this video, and we get this video, and kind of watch this video. And so on the video, it's, it's, it's my nephew, Jonah, and he's sitting on his dad's lap. And he's there, his dad's there, and he's like, so, son, you wanted to be a Christian? And Jonah's like, yeah. It's like, hey, well, let's pray this prayer. And so they pray this prayer together. He goes, yep, I want to follow Jesus. 
Yes, I love Jesus. Yeah, I want him to be the Lord of my life. He's like, yep, do you say this? Yep, amen, amen. It's this awesome kind of moment. He becomes this Christian. Everyone's like, oh, it's so cute. Cuddles, hugs, the whole thing. And I, I kind of looked over at my daughter and was like, all right, let's give this a try, right? And so I grabbed my daughter and I put her on my lap. I said, hey, babe, do you see that video? Yes. Was that Jonah? Yes. Is he your cousin? Yes. So I was like, you know, I'm going to ask the question. So do you love Jesus? She looked me dead set in the eye and just said no. And I was like, are you serious? No. I was like, okay, do you love church? No. You don't love church? Okay, I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to try this one more time. Everything's going to be okay. I was like, quick prayer, Lord, please change your heart in Jesus' name. <laughs> Looked her in the eye and said, okay, how about this? Babe, do you want to become a Christian? And she said, Daddy? No. And she just left the room. I don't know what she did. She probably like sacrificed to like some Baal God. I don't know. I don't know what happened there, but I was devastated. I was heartbroken. I was like, why did this not work for me? But here's the thing. I don't care about the things that she says. I don't care about the things that she does. All I know is that I just want to be with her. And that is the picture of our God. He doesn't care about what you've said. He doesn't care about what you've done. He doesn't care about the performance doesn't care about the things that we do. What he cares about is you. He just wants to know you. He wants to be with you. He wants to be in your presence. He wants you to be in his presence. That is the only thing, catch this church, that matters to him. Let's not be a generation of Marthas that are so caught up with doing, so caught up with getting it done, so caught up with just product. I, I get it. I want to be productive. I want to be efficient. I want to have a successful life. Yeah, I want to move forward. Yeah, I want to do great things, but I'm not going to do it at the expense of my relationship with God. No, I want to be present with God. I want to be with Him. Why? Because it's in His presence that you find peace. It's in His presence that you find hope. It's in His presence that you find vision. It's in His presence that you find mercy and strategy and grace and love and that's that's where it all is it's in his presence we got to be in his presence today in his presence and you know what we do we actually get so caught up in his presence that we we actually try to find his presence like well, what, what, what's God's presence what do you mean and you know what we do we're like you know what I'm gonna do I'm gonna open up my Bible I'm gonna go find God's presence and so anyone ever done this before you're like God I want you to speak to me And the Lord destroyed the entire nation. And oh my goodness, what? Right? It's like, oh my gosh, was that a word for me? That was a word for someone else. And we try to find God in, in the scripture. We try to find God on a tweet. It's like, let's follow Pastor Brian. He's awesome. Let's follow some great other preacher. Maybe I'll find God's presence there. We might try to find God on a podcast. You know what else we do? We do spirit walks. Spirit walks, right? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, who has done a spirit walk before, right? You get up early in the morning, get up early in the morning, right? You kind of take a walk down towards the beach. Is there a beach near here? No, you try to take a walk the river. to the river. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say, right? And then you know what you do? You stop off on the side. You take a photo of like a sunset and you post it up on Instagram. It's like his mercies are new every morning. Yeah, spirit of God, right? Presence in the house. And we try to find God, right? We try to find God's presence in all these things that we do. We go on spirit walks and we try to find Him in the Word. We try to find Him on a podcast. We try to find the presence of God. But maybe if I can just throw this out to you, maybe the presence of God is where we stop searching for Him and just let Him search us. Maybe it's where we just stop and we just wait. 
And we go, God, you know what? I'm going to put my agenda aside. I'm going to put my things aside. I'm going to put work to the side for a second. I'm going to put my family to the side for just a moment. And I'm going to stop and I'm going to wait. And I'm just going to let you search me. Presence of God. Presence of God. Sometimes we just got to wait and let God search us. You're catching that this morning. I want to finish on this thought. Hebrews 12 verse 2. I don't know if you know this passage, but one of my favorite Bible verses in the world. If you're writing down that, just write down that reference. Hebrews 12 verse 2. Bible says this. It says, let us fix our eyes on Jesus. He's the author and he's the perfecter. The author and the finisher. The beginning, the end of our faith. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus. Fix them. You know what fixed means? It means immovable. It means doesn't sway to the left or the right. It's just fixed. It's honed in. It's tuned in to God. It's the only thing that you see. You're not distracted by the left, not distracted by the right, not distracted by an opinion, not distracted by a politician, not distracted by arguments going on in the world, not distracted by the violence that's taking place, not distracted by a promotion, not distracted by oppression. Are you catching this right? Not distracted by busyness, not distracted by what's going on at work or at home, but fixed, eyes fixed on Jesus. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus. And you know what I've realized in life? I can't fix my problems, but I can fix my eyes. I can't fix my environment, but I can fix my eyes. I can't fix my circumstance, but I can fix my eyes. I can't fix my problem, but the one thing I can do is fix my eyes on Him. That's the only thing that I need to do. i got to fix my eyes on Jesus. As people, as Christians, if we can catch that today, it will change the way you live. It will change how you lead. Instead of me trying to fix my stuff and get this together and get my life together and get my marriage together, get my family together, get my job together. No, if I could just fix my eyes on Jesus. He's the only thing I need. He's the only thing I need. So come on in this place. Can we just take a moment and fix our eyes on our Jesus? Is that all right? So come on, why don't you stand with me? We're going to just take a quick moment. I'm not too sure when I need to hand over, if I've gone over. But come on, can we just close our eyes for a quick moment? With no one looking around, just between you and God. Maybe you've had your eyes fixed on stuff around you and it's not bad stuff Martha was not doing anything wrong I'll be honest with you Tim for me personally I connect with Martha I am a Martha caught up with getting it done but God doesn't want to live us live from a place of getting it done he wants to live us he wants us to live from a place of being not a place of doing a place of being just being in his presence when was the last time you, you just got some time with God when was the last time that you just let God search your life, search your heart? When was the last time that you didn't come to church, just eyes fixed on your problems, eyes fixed on everything that's going on? When was the last time you fixed your eyes on Him? Jesus. He wants to touch hearts today.
So come on, with every head bowed, every eye closed. And you say to me, hey, Jace, maybe you're not backsliding. Maybe it's not this big dramatic thing, but maybe you just need to realign your heart. Maybe you just need to realign your eyes again and keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. If that's you, Josh is going to sing and he's going to lead us in a moment. But could we just lift both of our hands high to heaven and just say, God, I want you to speak to me today. Today, I want to fix my eyes on you. If that's you, just your hands already going up. Just lift your hands. Let's have a moment to just worship our King, worship our Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Worship you, God.